This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, the September 5th, 2023 edition of this not yet award-winning program. A few things that I wanted to bring up. First of all, I've been away for a few days on a much-needed, well-earned, and highly deserved vacation. It was quite an enjoyable weekend on the sunny coastline between Florida and Alabama. I had a great time out there with some friends and some family, and we had a great time. I do want to talk about your president, Gropey Joe Biden. Gropey Joe Biden still mumbling, fumbling, tumbling, bumbling, stumbling, fumbling, stuttering, stammering, muttering, puttering, fluttering, shuddering, and stuttering his way through his time in the White House, where he has spent over 40% of his time being paid by your tax dollars to be on vacation. Now, while I admit freely to going on vacation, I owe you nothing because you do not pay me. I don't even have advertisers for you to complain to if I choose to take a few days off. But Joe Biden has spent 40% of his presidency on vacation, and now he's trying to defend his most recent vacation to his Rehoboth Beach, Delaware Beach Resort home, saying it wasn't a vacation. This idiot, Joe Biden, says his stay at the beach house the past few days was not a vacation because he claims he has no home to go to. Joe Biden has multiple homes, multiple properties in his own name, not to mention all of the properties owned by those shell corporations he has set up as the largest money laundering operation to ever be uncovered by a U.S. president. You see, he says it's not a vacation, him going to the beach house in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, because the Secret Service is doing upgrades to his other Delaware house. Why can't you stay at the residence at the White House, Mr. Biden? Why can't you stay where you're supposed to be, on the job? Biden was unprompted by reporters. He simply came out to reporters after mass service in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware on Sunday and told voluntarily the reporters, quote, I have no home to go to, suggesting, of course, that his beach house visits are not vacations. Yet another in a series of lies by Joe Biden. On Monday, Biden said in Philadelphia, quote, it's good to be almost home. He revealed back in April that his longtime primary residence in Wilmington, Delaware, is undergoing security upgrades on your tax dollars, my fellow Americans. He has not spent a single night at his regular home in Wilmington in several months. He claims that his recent string of stays at the Rehoboth Beach House are not vacations since he simply can't return to his Wilmington home while it is undergoing security upgrades. Again, I ask you, why are you not staying at the presidential residence at the White House that we are paying for? Biden spoke with reporters Sunday following mass at a local church and said unprompted, quote, I have no home to go to, unquote. This sort of a slap in the face as he continues to ignore what's going on in Hawaii where tens of thousands of people have been displaced and quite literally have no home to go to at all. 
and while he basically has ignored Hurricane Idalia, or Idalia, or Idalia, however you wish to mispronounce it. He has not said anything about the people who have lost their homes to the damages from this major hurricane that made its landfall in the Big Bend area of Florida and then moved northward into Georgia. You see, almost every weekend, Joe Biden escapes Washington, D.C. to go to Delaware. He used to spend a lot of his time at his Wilmington, Delaware, Maine mansion. The Maine mansion, not the mansion in Maine. It has been a few months, however, since he spent a night at his primary home because the Secret Service is conducting security upgrades there. Sure, they really need to because they didn't know about all the top secret documents that Joe Biden was illegally storing at his Wilmington, Delaware home in his garage next to his Corvette where Hunter allegedly snorted cocaine and smoked crack. This is what Biden said, speaking about his home in Rehoboth Beach, you know, the big party mansion. So I have no place to go to come to Delaware except here right now. I'm only here for one day. No one asked him. No one actually gave a damn. But Biden's comments have reporters now questioning if Joe Biden is suggesting that he's actually homeless. He said, no, I'm not homeless. I just have one home, big, beautiful home. I'm down here for a day because I can't go home, home. What? Biden said the work being done on the Wilmington residents will make it more secure, quote, in a good way, unquote. What does that mean? Is that a secret dog whistle for it'll be more secure so I can get away with more of my Biden crime family stuff and no one will be able to see in or listen in? Biden's home in Wilmington is one of the few places where a stash of classified documents illegally in possession of Joe Biden were found. Specifically at that home, the marked materials were discovered in his garage. He also had some found in his library and some at the Penn Biden Center. But magically, the most dogged, notoriously thorough agency on planet Earth, the United States Secret Service, couldn't find them, didn't see them, or simply looked the other way at Biden's behest. He told reporters about those security upgrades to his Wilmington home back in April, the same month he announced re-election bids. While on his way to the beach house, just after returning from a multi-day trip of vacation to Ireland, where he took his cocaine addict son and his wife and other family members on a costly vacation. Costly to him? Oh, hell no. Costly to you and costly to me. Our tax dollars have paid for all of Biden's 40% time in office on vacation. Biden arrived on the Delaware coast Saturday night after spending part of the day in Florida, supposedly surveying damage from the hurricane, but he was already scheduled to spend Labor Day weekend at Rehoboth. The president is in Philadelphia yesterday, speaking to a union rally on Labor Day. And this guy is spending more and more of our tax dollars on his vacations. And no one's saying anything about it. Nobody's bitching, pissing, whining, complaining, or anything like that. Our good friend Peter Ducey from the Fox News Channel was all over the quota hire, the French dip, the Karine Jean-Pierre, the woman who only has a job because she checked off three important ESG boxes on Joe Biden's wish list for people to serve him. 
First, she had to be black. Secondly, she had to be a female. And thirdly, she had to be a lesbian. And so she checked off all three of those boxes. But I digress. Take a listen to our buddy Peter Ducey as he questions the Idalia response of the Biden White House, which I think was anemic at best. But take a listen to this exchange. The hurricane response so far is robust. Did you guys realize that the initial Hawaii wildfire response was not that good? Or is it just easier for people to get help from the White House when the president is not on vacation? So the premise of your question and the way you posed your question, I disagree, just for the record. Uh, so if you talk to, if you were to do your reporting and speak to the governor of Hawaii, the senators uh, of Hawaii, the folks on the ground, they would say that the president reacted in record time when it came to dealing with the wildfires, <laughs> uh, when it came to dealing and making sure that they got everything that they need on the federal level to deal with what was going on on the ground. Let's not forget there were more than 600 uh, uh, federal employees on the ground already to assist uh, with the wildfires in Maui. So your question is is wrong, is flawed in many, many ways. And I would I would uh, I would advise you to go speak to the governor and the local and state officials in in, uh, in Hawaii. The problem is the governor and the state officials are all kissing Biden's ass. Why don't you direct Mr. Ducey to go to the ground in Hawaii and ask the residents who have been displaced and the others whose homes were not damaged, who are now being evicted and have 45 days to vacate. Ask the real tough questions. All of those questions that you guys on the left are now labeling as conspiracy theories, when there are lots of questions that need to be answered on the ground in Maui. Like, how is it that homes with blue roofs or painted blue simply were untouched by the fire? Hmm? Or how is it that you're claiming a robust response in Hawaii, but Biden spent the first four days saying, no comment, we have nothing to say about it, and walking away, ignoring the people of our last state? Why don't you ask the people, Corrine Jean-Pierre, ask the people who live there? Troy Smith writes in the publication, Rare, Biden looks extremely tired and confused during a meeting with the Costa Rican president. I have the video here, and this is the first time I'm seeing it, but in a Twitter video, and I still call it Twitter, so sue me if you don't like hearing that phrase, it says from RNC Research, Biden opens his bilateral meeting with Costa Rican president Rodrigo Chavez Robles by stumbling through pre-written remarks entirely from a note card. Okay. During those opening remarks, Biden sat with his hands folded, his eyes closed, looking down at his crotch while he spoke. He read directly from note cards positioned on his lap, and he rarely looked at the Costa Rican president or the press. Biden can be quoted as saying, for your leadership on migration challenge we face every single day. Today, I also want to thank you for deepening our security cooperation. One of my objectives today, I hope yours, including dealing with organized crimes we discussed and work our way through America's partnership economic prosperity. Take a listen to his actual words and tell me if I'm far off the mark. And for your leadership in the migration challenges that, uh, that we face every single day. But today, I also want to thank you for deepening uh, our security cooperation. That's one of my objectives today, and I hope yours including uh, dealing with organized crime. And as we discussed 
our work through the America's Partnership Economic Prosperity. Anyway, he goes on wiping his mouth, picking at his nose. I wonder if he's doing the cocaine occasionally as well. Anyway, he then ignored reporters who shouted questions about his potential 2024 re-election campaign. Take a listen to this exchange when he stares blankly at Peter Ducey. Peter says, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, how's the campaign coming? Oh, this is good stuff. He just stares. He looks like the puppet Walter from the Jeff Dunham comics. The, uh, the puppet show, that scowl, those beady little closed eyes, it is unbelievable the comparison between Walter the puppet and Joe Biden, the, well, puppet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Got to move on. Meanwhile, gropey Joe Biden, fresh back from his forced, very agitated trip to Maui, where he acted like he gave a damn, is now pushing another round of COVID shots. Take a listen to this exchange as he returned from his vacation to Maui. And yes, I'm calling it a vacation. Who goes to Hawaii for business? Can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and the new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a request for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary, that works. Tentatively, not decided finally yet. Tentatively, it is recommended that it would likely be recommended that everybody get it, no matter whether they got it before or not. No matter whether you ever got a shot before or not, we are tentatively recommending right now, but soon to be mandating, that you roll up your sleeve and let us put more poison into your body. And I can call it poison. Because anything that is manufactured by man, not naturally grown or harvested, not naturally butchered and cooked, is a poison to your body. Especially if you're not eating it, digesting it, and letting your body's natural filtration system, you know, kidneys, livers, spleens, etc., do the job that the human body was created by God to do. You're sticking a hole in someone's arm and jabbing a poison into the veins or the muscles artificially. So yes, it is a poison of sorts, especially if your body has to react to that poison by hurriedly trying to create antibodies against that poison. Now, I'm no medical school graduate, but you don't need to be one to know, especially with the modified RNA vaccines that they propose. They have jabbed into many people's arms and lied to you, claiming that if you took those jabs, you could not get COVID, you could not spread COVID, you could not die from COVID. And many, many people, now well over 1 million Americans have died of COVID or from COVID under Joe Biden's watch, even having millions vaccinated and boosted and boosted again. Now we know that Joe Biden has an utter disdain for anything patriotic anything loyal, anything conservative, anything that pushes America as the great nation we once were. 
This year, Joe Biden and the White House staff have confirmed that for the very first time since the terrorist attacks of 9-11, a United States president will not be observing the 9-11 memorial in Ground Zero. No trip to Shanksville, Pennsylvania planned. No trip to downtown New York City, Manhattan, where those two planes burst into flames, killing thousands of American citizens in an act of terrorism. Joe Biden is going to be on vacation in Alaska. He's getting as far as you can possibly get from ground zero and still remain in a United States state. You heard me correctly. This man will not be honoring our fallen heroes. He will not be honoring those police officers, firemen, federal, state, and local people who went in to try and rescue the survivors of the 9-11 attack. Joe Biden is going to be vacationing in Alaska, although he won't call it a vacation either. And because the Biden administration and the liberal progressive woke left is pushing, pushing, pushing the climate change lie, the day before 9-11, on September 10th, Joe Biden will be wrapping up a climate change conference in Asia. And then he's going to be too tired to make that long flight where he can sleep on Air Force One, but he doesn't, supposedly. He's going to spend the day at a military base in Alaska, the farthest U.S. state from the White House. Not even going to be at the White House. Won't be in Pennsylvania. Won't be at the Pentagon won't be in Manhattan. He's going to be in Alaska. Now, Biden is like a lost three-year-old. As long as he's on his tether, he's got someone to hold his hand or direct him from point A to point B, he can fake his way through acting like he knows what he's doing, where he's going, or even what he's saying, especially with a teleprompter, a notebook, or handy-dandy cue cards. But recently, you might recall, there was a shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, where three 13% hyphenated American men were killed by an alleged white shooter who then supposedly killed himself. The 22-year-old had some issues, and they still have no proof that this was a racially motivated attack. It's just a nut job with a gun who shot three people and killed them. By the way, had the shooter been black, had the shooter been black and killed three black men, it would not be classified by the FBI as a mass shooting, according to the FBI's own statistics and their own methodology of identifying mass shooting events. Put that in your back pocket. We'll talk about that at a later time. But I want you to listen to your president, the president of the United States of America, when he spoke very incoherently and, of course, factually inaccurately. He lied about what he was saying in response to those shootings in Florida. Take a listen and tell me, can you identify any coherent thought pattern here or even a dozen words that are able to be made out? And before I play the clip, I wanted you to know that big head, little body, Al Sharptongue, the reverend, was sitting there nodding his head up and down, you know, like certain ethnic groups do when they're in church listening to a reverend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listening to the lies and agreeing with the lies. But take a listen again. Let me know if you can make out anything that Mr. Biden said that is even close to coherent or accurate. And so we have to act against this hate fuel violence. And this is all that's happening. All right. Almost five years to the day that five young blacks were killed in Jacksonville at a gun shop. 
store there doing the, the kids' toys. Um, and uh, you know, and we have to speak out that uh, there's a whole group of extreme people trying to erase history, trying to walk away from I mean, the idea that we're sitting here. I never thought that I'd be president, let alone be president, and having a discussion on why books are being banned in American schools. And uh, and our administration, we're going to continue to march forward, jobs and freedom that uh, we work so hard for. Now, let me ask you a question, Mr. Biden. I know you're not listening, but rhetorically, he's bitching about books being banned in schools. Do you think it would be okay for David Duke to write his manifesto and have that in a public school library? Do you think it would be okay to put all of the books back that the Democratic Party has had removed over the decades that are supposedly racist in nature or in origin? Why is it only bad when you ban books that support aberrant lifestyles? or support things that aren't supported by the vast majority of Americans. Please tell me, Mr. Biden, why is it okay for the Democrats to ban books and not okay for conservatives to wish to do the same for books that they find offensive? But the key takeaway there is ban books, black kids, toy store, shootings. You couldn't understand a word the man was saying. Of course, Biden has never been known for being factually accurate. That's a secretive way of calling him the liar that he is. And he often goes off script, off teleprompter, off cue card, and makes off-the-cuff remarks that the White House has to spend hours, days, and sometimes weeks correcting, but only to the Fox News team or those not sucking up to the Biden administration in the leftist, progressive, lamestream media. You remember when Joe Biden cowardly surrendered the country of Afghanistan to the Taliban, and Biden went off script, calling for a regime change in Russia? Can you imagine if Putin called for a regime change in the United States, what a ruckus it would cause? We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain powerful. Talking, of course, about Vladimir Putin. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Well, I'm going to turn those words against you, Mr. Biden, and say to America today, on the fifth day of September 2023, for God's sake, Joe Biden cannot remain in power. He's destroying our nation from the inside out, or as he likes to say, from the bottom out, from the middle out, and the top up, and the bottom over, and the inside. And I like little boys jumping on my lap and rubbing their blonde, blonde, blonde hair on my legs. Now, I don't get paid to promote people's books, or don't get paid at all to do this show, actually. But Franklin Four, F-O-E-R, has a new book out called The Last Politician. And it is about the disastrous Biden presidency. And I encourage you to take a read, because this one seems to be very interesting and fact-based and will tell you things that the mainstream media refuses to tell you. One interesting piece in this new book talks about Joe Biden calling for that regime change, calling for Vladimir Putin to be taken out of office and no longer be in power. As soon as he made that mistake, he knew he had made that mistake, but you know Scrappy Joe, he never admits when he's wrong. He never admits that he lied or that he screwed up or that he made a gaffe. Instead of backing him up, within seconds of walking back to his motorcade, According to this book and other sources that we have had here on the Truth Hurts program, Mr. Biden very quite simply 
started fuming about being told he needed to walk back his statement. In the book, it says, Biden instantly knew that the White House would have to clarify his mistake. And by the time Biden piled into the motorcades, his aides had already released a statement walking back the sentence. Rather than owning his failure, Mr. Biden fumed to his friends about how he was treated like a toddler. That's correct. He was pissed. And rather than owning the failure, he fumed to his friends about how he was treated like a toddler. That's what it says right here in the book. He says, was John Kennedy ever babied like that? Perhaps a Marilyn Monroe saying, happy birthday, Mr. President? But I digress. Some more from the book. Biden didn't have time to voraciously consume the news, but as well as he was aware of the coverage, it infuriated him. The coverage of how he disastrously withdrew from Afghanistan. So much of the commentary felt overheated to him. He told an aide, either the press is losing its mind or I am. <laughs> A direct quote. And we all know that it was indeed Joe Biden who has been and is continuing to lose his mind as your president. The book will also detail a lot of the physical, mental, etc. Uh, issues regarding President Biden and his advanced age. So instead of saying, yep, I'm old, I've got issues, I've got problems, I need to step down, Biden refers to Mitch McConnell's recent freezing up as somehow a justification for his own failings and has the audacity to react to McConnell's latest freeze up in an adversarial and negative way. Take a listen to your president, Joe Biden, as he reacts to Mitch McConnell's second reported freeze up. By the way, I, uh, I, I just heard literally coming out and uh, Mitch is a friend, as you know, not a joke. We always you know people don't believe that the case, but we have disagreements politically, but he's a good friend. And so I'm gonna try to get in touch with him uh, later this afternoon. I don't know enough to know. Do you think he's Thank you. Sarah and should run for the election? Are you running? I am not, sir. Okay. Thank you. They asked about, after he made that statement about Mitch McConnell, they asked him about the election. He turned to Alejandro Mayorkas, the little guy who runs the Department of Homeland Security, ignored the question of the press, didn't make eye contact with anyone in the press, looked at Alejandro Mayorkas and said, are you running? And Alejandro Mayorkas sneers and smiles and says, no, no, sir, I'm not. Another snide smile from the president as he walks away from the podium, of course, being guided and directed as he goes. And he just walks away and ignores the press. I do want to go back to the Maui wildfires again and play this disgusting 40-second clip of Joe Biden trying to compare people who have lost everything they own, their homes, their clothing, their furniture, their computers, their family memories, everything except for the clothing on their back and he tries and fails miserably to supposedly empathize with them as if to say i feel your pain i've been there before but it falls flat on its face but take a listen 40 seconds i say why can't i go back storm's over why can't i go back and look and see if i can find that wedding ring or i can find that that album can't find that thing that i've lost in the house it's really tough really really tough I didn't know anything like that, but I lightly struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. You know, and you wonder, what's, what's going to happen? 
We've already dedicated $400 million to pay for the debris removal. Once we get the toxic stuff out, to take all the removal. And we're going to, the federal government's going to pay for that. In other words, yeah, I had a, a lightning strike my house one time. And, and we went and stayed in our other house, our big, beautiful beach house. And, and uh, we stayed there for seven months, you know. I know how you feel. And no, you can't go back and find your wedding ring or your family photo albums. You can't go back. No, no, sorry. But hey, we're going to send some money for some garbage trucks to come pick up the debris. That's your president. That's empathy, sympathy. That's caring. If that's what you want from your government, that's exactly what you voted for. And that's exactly what you're getting with Joe Biden. Now, we're not going to pay for you to stay at some fancy hotel or set up a civic center evacuation center for you and your family to live comfortably. But by golly, we sure will do that for the illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants. The Biden administration has put forward some suggestions for where New York City can house some of the 60,000 asylum seekers who recently arrived at a remote facility closer to Montreal than Manhattan. It's a tax office on Long Island and an Atlantic City airport. The sites are on a list of 11 federally owned facilities that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security sent to Mayor Eric Adams this week as possible locations to relocate illegal criminal aliens. This according to a person with knowledge asking not to be identified. And most of the sites, amazingly enough, are not in New York City. They include Stewart International Airport, a small Hudson Valley frequently used by private jet owners, the Atlantic City location is even another state, you know, New Jersey. One recommended site, the Messina International Airport, is 365 miles from New York City in St. Lawrence County on the New York-Canadian border. It currently serves as a customs facility. So they're going to spend lots of your tax dollars to comfortably house illegal criminal aliens, but they're not going to spend very much money in taking care of American citizens that were, in my opinion, burned out of their homes deliberately, intentionally, on the island of Maui in the state of Hawaii. Well, my friends, it looks like we have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Go out there and make it a great day, and we will see you on the next edition of the Truth Hurts. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. 
Copyright 2023, The Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.